0: Uh,
1: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, the final new Pat Mayo Experience, like day of Pat Mayo Experience for quite some time. As, As you are watching this, I am likely off on paternity leave starting as of today, so congratulations to me and my wife, who if she heard me say that, She'd be very upset with me, and she told me <laughs> on the altar if I had said, do you take my wife, uh, that she would say no and leave me standing there. Tim was there, so he would know that. Uh, but please, smash the like to the episode, and in your in the comment section, tell me who you think is going to win Colonial. That'll be fun. Uh, good field for Colonial, by the way. We'll get to that here in a little bit, plus some NFL news, some sporting news in general. Remember to subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast Leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, and something you enjoy about the Pat Mayo experience that will go a long way in helping everything out. Also, share the show around. I can never state that enough. Facebook, Twitter, the TikToks, as Tim would say, these are all places where you can share the Pat Mayo experience. You put you can't on TikTok, but just do it on Facebook and Twitter. That's probably good enough, uh, and help increase the reach of the show. Because here's what we got coming out for you uh, over the next 15. Actually, I nine. Mean, Three weeks to three and a half weeks. Jeff and I will return for Colonial, and I'll have a DFS preview, DraftKings preview for that week as well. There's a Millionaire Maker for the Colonial. This time around, the contest is already open. And because golf has not returned yet at FantasyNational.com, the premier stools stools, tools, and stats site on the internet for golf, it's completely free until a until a shot actually happens on the PGA tour. So if you're interested in playing in the millionaire maker and who wouldn't, there's a million dollars for first prize up for grabs and you want to give yourself an edge. I highly recommend going to fantasynational.com. only an email address, no credit card, nothing like that. Just an email in order to access the site. This is the only time we're ever going to run one of these promotions and make the site free. So you might as well go test it out to see if it's something that you want to get into. I know there's a lot of people going to be getting down on golf. I even have a show coming out about the Colonial tomorrow with Ben Raza and Rick Gaiman, where we kind of go over what's the important of these stats when we first come back, how to use, you know, how to use contrarian play, in a tournament where you know so many non-golf people are going to be playing with a million dollars up for grabs, I think it's going to be a good show. It's fun to talk golf with those guys, talk Tiger and all that fun stuff, too. So just check all that out. There are five fantasy football shows coming out over the course of the next few weeks. I'm going to do a gigantic breakdown with Davis Maddock, an intro to fantasy football, how things are shaping up. Then me, Chris Meany, and Joe Pizapia have a four-part series, player-by-player profiles on running backs, where they're currently going, and who we like at the running back position this year and where... You th- we think you should take them, at least early on, just to kind of give us a, you, know, you want to get a refresher on a lot of these people. Plus, you know, we have Cuss Corners lined up. I got some cool interviews. Paul and Cody will have up-to-date UFC shows for every UFC card. There's a UFC Millionaire Maker coming up soon. So there's a lot going on. Plus, we have the funniest movie bracket series coming out as well. Uh, that will drop periodically over the course of the next few weeks. So I recommend everyone go check this out. It's tons of content, more content than almost ever before. Because when the quarantine first started, uh, we thought we weren't going to be able to do shows. So we banked a whole bunch of stuff. And then we didn't end up using it. And then I banked a whole bunch of stuff because I knew I was going to be away for having a new baby at home. Uh, so we have tons of content, uh, maybe more than ever before. So highly recommend everyone go check that out. Share the shows around. Give them all likes, all that fun stuff. Help up the show. During this time and check out fantasynational.com enough of that Jeff Feinberg's on the line as is Tim undergust
0: Tim undert
2: that is not my name
1: did you know Tim on YouTube now <laughs> people will not be able to hear the Tim Andercast theme song. If they are listening to the audio version of this show, they will still be able to hear the Tim Andercast theme song. But due to copyright, they finally caught up to me, Tim. It was Although a good, it, run. It it was a good a, run. It was a good eight-year run for the Tim Andercast theme song <laughs> on YouTube. Although I do know specifically it's not against the copyright rules because a there's no monetization on these episodes and b i don't use enough of the song for it to actually qualify but the youtube algorithm is all out of control so it pings it anyway even if it hears one note of anything like that so it's best in order to have these videos not taken down uh, to not use it in the video version anymore i'm devastated by this i mean may- o-
2: obviously may- what we need to do is run a competition so give tim a new theme song we need to run an open competition and then give some big prize to the winner. We well, could even have a you, show. What, are you sitting here giving away my money, Tim? <laughs> no, but we can have them on as a guest during one of the football shows. Oh, oh so, so na-
1: na- now you're just giving away things and you're trying to
2: produce my show? No, How no, dare I'm you? Not, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. But, like, we can have a show where, like, the final ten songs are there when we discuss amongst them and pick 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 them or put them up to a I month. don't think you should American get to American pick it, though. Style.
1: Yeah, Uh, I I don't think that Tim gets a
2: vote in his new theme song. No, but we can discuss it. And then whoever song we pick, like week six NFL spreads, like they can come on and pick the spreads with us.
1: That that is not a terrible idea. I will give you that. So yeah, if you are a musician out there, you have a, a keen sense of garage band, maybe you can come up with a new Tim Andercast theme song. Original music. Yeah, and I will buy it off of you for a very, very, very low price.
0: For, for an appearance on the week six show. Yeah, Tim you can pick the, the with,
2: pick the spreads with us. Exactly. It'll be fun. Oh, Tim. Um, Jeff, I just, fans, Tim is a, glad... That's what people care about.
0: Tim is angling to get someone to, like, glad hand him, like, a top cat, like, sweet <laughs> okay, vibe for him. Uh, we're not giving him, Tim but,
1: a vote here, are we? Yeah, no, Tim, doesn't we'll get a, Tim, Tim does not get a vote in any of this. So, yeah, an appearance on the show, along with us, maybe to pick the spreads, maybe we will do a show where we get enough submissions for the new theme song that we can pick one for Tim. I would like, even if you just want to do a knockoff of Tim's old one so we don't
2: get copyright infringement, I'm all for that. Um, And it'll replace that custody show because there wasn't enough interest in it to to have it this year.
1: uh, Now, that will definitely be coming back. As Paul and I discussed, we were going to film that during the quarantine, but that is one where we need to have people in
2: studio. I don't, I don't know why.
0: Jeff. You, you have so much content. Like you probably don't even have to air that like inside baseball, like show we did right. That golf show.
1: I, I was going to air, I was actually going to air that this week, but where there's like interest in colonial. Now the thing that I shot with Rick and Ben, I'm going to air on tomorrow. I was initially going to air our show. Oh, so tomorrow. that took the spot. Yeah. It took. The sp- good
0: idea, right? I
2: told you the colonial would be, <laughs> <here>. you <laughs> wouldn't I- listen to me.
0: We knew it was gonna. Well.
2: I told you it was gonna be major level. Uh it's a really good field. Do you guys, it's wanna... got a million maker. That's all you need to know. T- Tim, yeah.
1: Tim, it could have been a corn fairy tour event with like Rory McIlroy playing in it, and there would have been. A... There's but a million. There's a millionaire maker for NASCAR this weekend. I don't even know what race it is. It's the first race back, so, so there's ratings a maker. for
2: the Colonial. Will be through the roof. Highest ratings of any golf tournament this year, probably.
1: So why all... I don't know. Yeah, probably will be. They, they, they very well could be, although if the PGA Championship is airing and there's still no sports back, then it's going to be the PGA Championship. That would be sure. the
2: only one that has a chance. You're right. Fair
1: uh, enough. Uh, Ma- I mean, the Masters always rates the best of anything, too. Yeah, and, not, and, a, not
2: against the NFL. It's,
1: but it's not going against the NFL. Well,
2: it's going to go against the 2 o'clock games.
1: The very end of it may go against. And they, the NFL scheduled, like, the main game being Browns-Texans. Fair enough. But but, mo- like, but most of, they've scheduled the Masters Sunday to be in the morning before football starts,
2: and no Chargers game so that the fans could watch the Masters. So that's really what there's Matt
0: no means. Cowboys game. I guess would be the the actual team. You
2: would think there'd be no Falcons game given that it's in Georgia.
0: There is no Falcons game. There you go. I saw it's the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Falcons, and the Cowboys, and then you have your are the bye teams, and then you have your you know three games in prime time i'm sidetracking us
2: here my my point is well, my only point was i just wanted a little bit of credit for calling the colonial as big as it is
0: yeah but, i don't know i think pat just yeah he got a little ticked at that comment I, I think it was more like you didn't really know what you were talking you were mistaking events with the field but all, we is obviously going to be a big field and obviously pat's going to break it down tomorrow with some of the guys the only question i'm going to ask you pat when do you think the odds board comes out? This
1: is one of the discussions that we had, because you have Rory, Brooks, Rom, Bryson, and Dustin all in the field. I am. They I'm only not... need
0: a committed field to post something, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, you, when do you think that the odds are actually going to drop?
0: Yeah. Like when will the books give us a board? Because it's going to be this, like, nothing before it.
1: I don't know, to tell you the truth. Um, it's what, the 11th? Yeah, it's the
0: 11th. I'd say by June 2nd we'll have it. Yeah, I was gonna say by June, so yeah, we're gonna have. A, Wait, you know, but a board with,
1: to with 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 those players in the field that I just kind of pointed out, like who do you like? Rory's gonna be the favorite. What do you think his odds are gonna be?
0: I don't know. I, it, I don't really. I could go on, and you're doing a whole show. I'll just say it's a weird dynamic. I think you. Uh, I'll be entering with limited exposure and betting some good value guys, I think. Like give me like looking a Patrick to- Reed at like forty to one, like looking forward- seem to do.
2: I had this new strategy for betting golf that was working, and then the coronavirus stopped it because it was working so well. What was and it? now can, what, what, what? To- can you please explain betting your betting. Third and fourth betting third round leaders. And how many right. of those, how many of those did you I hit? won a couple times? I won a couple times. You know but what? I never get golf winners. I you get two you- winners. You you hit two
1: winners at minus money after three rounds. No, one
2: was plus like 110 and the other was minus. But whatever, I got winners. All
0: that matters is winners. You just reminded me about something. I wasn't mad until you said that, that you want to take credit for that. Here Pat is with back-to-back in Manhattan winners. I think I pulled a hat trick in a row. You did. With Reed in Manhattan. And I had a Leishman win at Torrey Pines. I had four wins going into this part of the season. So they want to talk about like who this layoff hurt? You, man, (laughs) fuck.
1: And we know that Cantley was going to win the Players Championship. We knew that. (laughs) You'd already had one good round. What could go wrong?
0: (laughs) Oh, just what a kick in the nuts! No, Hideki like shot the sixty or something crazy, right? To open that, yeah, Yeah, Hideki
2: would have won that. Probably going away. Uh, (laughs) No. It was already over. Well, no, Hideki's one of the best players in the world. When you get out to a lead like that, you very on such an easy. Oh, okay. So i i w- i would I, w- I,
1: w- I would like to know the numbers on that, Tim. Uh, when world class players have a first round lead, how often do you think they? How many wire to wire winners? Do when you think they you, shoot sixty three, how often do you, how often do you think you see wire to wire winners on the PGA
2: tour? Honestly, after they shoot a sixty three on the Thursday, I don't know. Probably a significant amount of the time It's not. I bet you it is. Are
1: oh, you okay? Well, how much would you like to bet? And I
2: don't
1: would you, know, I'd have to. I have to. Now, well, no, no, no. Well, why would you have to research it when you're when you're so confident in this right now?
2: Well, I don't have the evidence in front of me. Yeah, because you're I, wrong. I wrong. But my point is, on such a dinky, stupid, fake track like Sawgrass, Ugh. it's not that hard to. You don't run. even have
0: to talk about that place till next year. Don't don't get yourself worked up about it today. But Pat was about to say something about Patrick Reed, and I think one of us cut him off. Or I I mentioned like guys like that who all look to to pick. But yeah,
1: he I, he's just not going to be forty to one. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, I don't, I have no, I, I was just a silly example, but he was 40 to one, like in the early season events. And like, we knew he's better than that. Like, I'm just coming out of the gate. I'm going to look for maybe just some value. I, I you can't play the top. I don't know what guys have been doing. Yeah. That's it's gonna... so weird. This is different than like starting in, in this January. It's different. It, this is almost like brand new to, to them and to us. I mean, it's silly to put us in that group, but people here to see what our takes will be on the tournament. This whole dynamic of of the layoff is totally new. I got no rhyme or reason for anything other than I really want to get on Bryson instantly.
1: Me too. I, I think like Bryson, Im, insta-bets if the price is right. Like anything, if Bryson's even 18, 20, something like that on him, m will probably be like 22 to 30, bet him and bet like, Russell Knox, who kills Colonial. or And Ryan Palmer was the other one that I kind of picked out.
0: Yeah, I like it. All right. I mean, I can't wait to listen to that show.
1: All right. So let's talk about this labor strife that's going on. Not only, like, this is going to be a pretty general all-across sports show, so you can even bring up the NHL as you wanted to, Jeff, at some point. But Blake Snell goes on, says he doesn't want to play for the reduced pay. Bauer comes out against it. Like, the way that I, – I don't even know if I have all the information. Jeff, I know this is something you kind of dig down on a lot, but it – So what happened is the players agreed to the pay cut and now the owners want them to take another pay cut. Is this, that's like the bare bones of it, right?
0: Yeah. Essentially they originally agreed that they would just get paid pro rated. So if they play 82 games, you know, you still make what you make, but on a pro rated uh, base. Now the owners want to cut into that pro rated uh, base as you heard, you know, some of the players complaining about, and then, You mentioned the taxes and everyone else that gets a cut. And a lot of guys are, are turning their noses up at it and I don't blame them. They just should shut up during this process.
1: I mean, if they just sit there and take it, then they're not going to get, they have to speak out against this stuff. If if they're, if they truly want to keep the money that they've signed on to get and not get taken advantage of, they need to go speak up about it.
0: I agree. But, but baseball They historically have a very strong union. And I don't think they need to speak up publicly, though, because it makes them look like now, you know, you see Manfred doing these interviews, like ownership is experts at just keeping your mouth shut. And the public, you know, will sort of this public war that the players lost the first inning of. Or the sec third inning. I don't know where you say we are. I, That's all I'm saying. I, I don't know. the, un- but so I, the sa- thing
1: is, I don't understand how the players are. Lo- I don't see anyone who like they see like Bauer and Snell or whoever make these comments, and the public decides that the players are the bad guys. I, I don't understand that leap in logic.
0: Well, when they're talking about tax bracket, it's just an insensitive time, and and the owners are just going to shut up, and they'll try to do it their best way behind closed doors. I'm not saying. What Snell said is wrong or what Bryce Harper, what anyone is saying is wrong. They have every right about safety and money and everything matters. But historically, we've just seen that um, ownership can play the PR game so much better. And now in the social media time and in this time of a pandemic where everything is like being amplified, uh, this is just a roller coaster it's going to change every day what the season might be, what the parameters might be. So to like go off and, and it's almost unfair to these players. You got them playing Twitch. Like, you know, we were laughing when we'd catch Bryson and, and, you know, EP golf would, would post those funny things. Like it's such a harmless environment. The guy's playing video games, like eating gummy bears, like, you know, he's shooting off the hip a bit and everyone's overreacting to it. And I think, that's all the owners are just going to be better at this PR game. That's going to be amplified so much more be just like, you know, the nightly news is amplified so much more. Like we're, we're just in on every little, little morsel of information and anything. And, and, you know, that's all, that's all. So I, the players, I don't think they're wrong, but they're not good at shutting up like 30 owners are. And that's not fair because it's 700 versus 30. So So
1: one That's of the one of the other things that I've noticed too is that a lot of people, uh, almost the stance that, like I agree with the players on this one and it does seem like a lot of people who have the same stance as I do are creating like straw men on the other side being like, well, I can't believe that people disagree with the players. I've even just kind of said that about two minutes ago that it is a bit of a straw man argument because most of the people that I... I converse with at least, or at least the public opinions of baseball writers, that kind of thing, are on the sides of the players. But then you just kind of wade past that in the water just a little bit to see some like fan reactions, and they are like legit triggered at the players. The main thing, Tim, being is is that people will say, "Well, I would play in the major leagues for four million dollars." How dare they? It's like, well, no one's fucking paying you four million dollars to play in the major leagues.
2: Well, I guess. Yeah, so I, I mean, I obviously sympathize with the, with, uh, the player's position where I play i I feel the exact same way. But here's the deal. Whether players get paid the right amount or not the right amount, that doesn't affect the fan in the least. They're not getting a cent of that money anyway. The fan has one interest, which is to see games being played. So to them, anything that would prevent games being played uh, is the only injury they can suffer. Oh, well, players take 30% of their salary versus 50. You know, intellectually, we all agree the players are, are getting a raw deal. But in my immediate personal life, the hell do I care if somebody's making $5 million or $3 million? All I care about is is their baseball to watch. And baseball has this history in American life going right back to you know the Depression, right? And Judge Landis wrote that letter to President Roosevelt, and Roosevelt wrote it back to Judge Landis saying, yeah, baseball should definitely be being played during the war because it'll lift people's spirits and it means something uh, tangible. So, and yeah. I mean, another
0: but, history, too, though. About I, I, money as well
2: yeah of course it is are, are... the players should get prorated salaries i agree with that completely agree with that you play 82 games you get half your salary you'd have to be foolish not to agree with that proposition but as a fan i don't get a cent more in my pocket whether you make four million dollars or five million dollars what, what do i care how does that materially change my life what changes my life is whether after a long and stressful day i can watch a baseball game or cannot watch a baseball game so that's where that anxiety is coming from it's not from like oh I'd play this for free I mean there are some people out there with that view but I don't think that's the, the driving force the driving force is I need this sport in my life because it means something to me and I don't care what it takes for it to get on the field for me Sure, but
1: then you're siding with the people like if they're they're not even quibbling, like this is millions of dollars at stake for these players, and they've already agreed to the pro-rated salary structure. Now to take another chunk out of that after they've agreed to something, you're siding with people who are worth billions of dollars. Is essentially I agree what you're going with. Right. You, but but they, I think the but average they, fan isn't siding with anybody because they have no stake in this Sure, in this But but what like even something like Bauer said, like, release the financials then. Like if, if you can make a compelling sure. financial case of why you can't
2: pay us this money. We are willing to listen, but they won't well, do I it. Gotta, I, agree, I agree with all of that. Well, I'm this is the saying, other biggest part work for $15 an hour in Jefferson city, Missouri. What do you care about the ultimate result resolution of how money gets divvied up? You don't care because that is not a cent in your pocket one way or the other. The only the only skin you have in the game is whether there's baseball on. Everything else is a game being played between millionaires and billionaires. And who do I care who wins that Jenga fight?
0: There is strong sentiment about people that have followed, you know, baseball, the PA, and the MLB, you know, their union battles closely. And that's why, you know, for them to be put in this weird time constraint now is like, really under a microscope because they do these things over the course of years, but people would consider it a win. If the, as long as the players get to see those books, because the, the MLB owners over hell or high water have never in a million years over anything allowed their, the players to see the books like in the other sports where there are much more significant revenue sharing agreements Uh, The books are open. The players see them every year. And the salary cap in many cases is determined because of it. Uh, That is not the case in Major League Baseball. Those books have been under lock and key um, forever. And, I I mean, that's arguably – I want baseball back. But outside baseball being back, I am hyper-curious to see if the owners will actually allow their books to be open uh, now. Because that – yeah. That's that. That's an incredible side plot to the history of this union that is now playing out on a fast-forwarded pace.
1: I, I thought like one of the interesting counter arguments, just because it seems really ludicrous, is it's the same thing that people always make for why teachers like how can a teacher get paid fifty thousand dollars a year, but this guy throwing a baseball gets paid ten million dollars a year? Now people are making that with like frontline healthcare workers. I don't think anyone thinks that frontline workers are being paid enough but this is what they get paid and this is a part of their job to go do in fact a lot of like even a lot of them up here have seen increases because it's dangerous far more dangerous to be working now on the front line, being in hospitals than it had been but they're like well these people are out there working the baseball players can't go out and play it's like well they don't have to go play that isn't that kind of the thing tim
0: yeah. No. Sure. I like, mean, what, I mean, why? Why do
2: they have to go back out onto the field? It's not an essential service. Yes. Well, people, Bryce
0: Harper be, doesn't. Yeah.
2: People, no. They don't have. They don't have to. Of course. I. I. I agree with with all of that. But would we be? would would, would the country be happier if Braves games were on Saturdays sure, or not? Sure. The answer is yes. Now, like that's the problem is there's no tangible like money or physical profit from that, but like there is an emotional. And a sort of the sp- national spiritual benefit from it, but no, they don't have to. They make enough money that they don't have to do these. That's the way markets work. Uh, that that that's why people get paid what they paid and not what they what they what they not what they're not. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: I, I so What happens if baseball comes I- back and you don't want Bri- and Bryce Harper and like some superstar Sam not playing? Like I got a three hundred million dollar. Well, if you're
2: the Nationals, you're delighted because as soon as you got him out of the clubhouse, oh, you won the World Series.
0: Ha ha. No, I'm just saying like (laughs) this little war within the war of once it's settled, like some guys will feel like, no, the risks are too high. It's not really worth it. They'll take a
2: hit in the press. They'll take a hit from the from the fans. Now, maybe they don't care because they don't need to care because they make a lot of money. But if you think that they aren't going to take some heat over it, they definitely are because the average fan, again, like is self-interested and their self-interest is i want baseball i want the best players to play i'm a royals fan i'm a giants fan whatever i want to watch my team that will lift my spirits and if some which he is a multi-millionaire decides it's not important enough for him to go i mean you can't force him but if you don't think people will be resentful then you don't understand human nature yeah well if they sit out they're not going to get paid at
1: all so it would be a somewhat somewhat of a principled stance and to do that sit sure. out and not take any of the money, then you can find, then you see that, well, it was about the money. It was also part of not being exploited at the same time. Like it's no different. It's just on a completely different scale of a lot of the people that are complaining. Let's say they make $20 an hour at whatever job they have. Let's say they're a clerk somewhere at a place that has stayed open, but sees very few customers. And then the boss comes in and be like, you know what? You're going to do the same job. Uh, we agree because of the pandemic, you know, we're not going to be open as much. You're going to get paid $15 an hour. And you're like, yep, that's fine. Because of the lower business, I get it. Uh, And then like two weeks later, he comes in. Yeah, I'm going to pay you $8 an hour now. Like eventually you have to say, fucking stop this.
2: I agree with all of that, 100%. I'm just saying people who are making millions and millions of dollars do not generate that empathy. As much as I agree with your position and as much as I agree with a player standing up for himself because he needs to, someone making $20 an hour Cannot put themselves in the shoes of that millionaire and feel some pang of sympathy for them that they're making four million instead of twelve million. I'm sorry, they're they're just not able to do that because the material lives they live are so different that they just don't engender that sympathy.
0: I well, they think love telling rich people how to spend their money.
2: Sure, because what is it? You know, the, one of my most favorite lines about American culture is from John Steinbeck: "There are no poor Americans, just temporarily embarrassed millionaires." <laughs> Everyone thinks they could be or will be a millionaire one day. So they are quite interested in what millionaires are doing and don't have a lot of sympathy for the people who got there first. I get that. I get the optics are going to be
1: bad for the players because they're the visible faces. That's one of the good things that the or one of the smart things, at least, that the owners have done for themselves. Like Jeff has said, like they remain silent. They don't remain visible. You can be mad at a name, but most people don't even know what these people look like. So it's hard to get too upset with them. (laughs)
2: no, yeah. I don't know, if you live in Philadelphia, you know what every member of the Phillies looks like if you're a Phillies fan. No, you, I mean, I, live I, I,
1: I, I'm talking about... I mean, do you really think that everyone in San Diego knows what all the Padres look like? I'm talking about the, about way the way, owner... Yeah. I am talking about that there is no visibility for the owners in any of this. People know no, People know the big-name players. They know what they look like. They can match a face to a name and be mad at that person. Like,
2: I guess... Baseball's very lucky Marge Schott is not in charge Manfred of the race.
0: Manfred was on um, Anderson Cooper... I think, like, the night after the Snell thing. And sort of, it was kind of, you know, made the basis of my point. He was just seemed, like, so empathetic to the fan, like, making it, like, we're going to do everything You I get can. closer.
1: Jeff, stop. Can you get closer to your microphone? Because you sound like you're really far away again. Yeah. You're bad at I'm microphone. Sure. Bad at microphone, Jeff Weinberg.
0: Well, I I'm tried put- to just put it down instead of uh, doing something, but, yeah. We we mean put it, it, it. we put it the we, way we, where are you on the other side of the room just yelling? No, I just had like a great rig and it kind of like came undone. Th-
1: this like, sa- this sounds right much now. better. I can hear you again.
0: Yeah, this was how I had it
1: before. My rig. Talk about
0: how good I am at undone.
1: microphones. You, you want to get credit? We got you a microphone. You hooked it up all by yourself, and ever since you have sounded perfect. I ultimate
0: credit for you on that one. Hooray! Anyhow, uh, so Manfred on on Anderson Cooper, and I gave him like a nine out of ten. Like just playing the game of because they're smart enough to know how this is going to play out. And like I said before, this is roller coasters. How long the season's going to be, what they're going to agree to. Uh, one day it feels like we're going to get it. The next day it feels like we're not going to get it. It's a roller coaster of emotions for the fans uh, as well and, and the news. So, you know, we're here.
1: Uh, anything more on baseball between you two guys? We're going to try to go, go, go around the sports here and just kind of talk about each one a little bit. So we've done PGA, we've done MLB. I'm not like Tim, you're a baseball purist. If someone wins the world series in an 81 game schedule, are they even really the world series champion?
2: I mean, yes. If it's awarded by major league baseball, you're the world series champion. Well, you're asking me, will fans look at it the exact same way as every other? Some will, some won't. I don't know. I mean, I'm distressed this at the idea bullshit. of of splitting up the league. If the leagues are separated for one full season and like you're playing against teams you shouldn't play against and the rules have been changed. Like, yes, it counts, but it's also kind of different from everything else and we'd be dumb to pretend it wasn't. But I want baseball back and I am willing to hold my nose with a lot of stuff in order to get that uh, to happen. And I'm not in the business of, you know, belittling. I mean, in 1981, they had – you know two separate seasons and they gave divisional champion uh, awards and they had extra rounds of playoffs uh, the 81 dodgers aren't less world series champions because that happened like it counts so you know you have to be flexible but there is of course a limit to that flexibility before it just becomes foolish it would be like restarting an nba season in october that stopped in march and pretending that 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 season has anything to do with the other like the, people used to freak out when the national championship game for football was five weeks after the season ended like imagine seven months like at, at that point it sort of strains credulity
1: what do you think about like in the terms of college football actually coming back because it seems like the sec the president's voted on bringing the students back like immediately yep. and then Dabo sweeney was like this is ridiculous like just well Grabo's not in the sec uh, sorry, that's correct. Um, but he had come after the SEC voted on it. Dabo came out and talked about like bringing people back soon. It's like, this is ludicrous. Like, we don't need to be back in June when there's no school
2: going on for one thing. Like, what are you people talking about? Yeah, I agree. But universities such as Auburn and Alabama and Mississippi need football money so very badly for those institutions to be able to do the other non football research that they do that it is an incredibly bitter pill for them to even consider not asking for that, uh, that revenue. So I get, and particularly in some places in the South, it's, it's a, it's not just, it's just not, not just sports. It's like hockey is to Canadians, maybe even, even more intensely. Like it is a part of their national fabric. So yeah, the big 12 and the sec, I think we will have to wild horses. will have to pull them away from playing college football, the back 12, the, S- the ACC, maybe parts of the Big Ten, less likely. I don't honestly I think it'll be a conference by conference thing. Or if you're an independent, whether you want to play. Well, what, what do I you can't wait? You love Notre Dame. Do you think Notre Dame gets us up and running? Uh, not without massive schedule changes. Are they really going to play at the Coliseum this year? Maybe. Well, well it maybe seems not.
1: Well, I think Alabama canceled their game against USC. Like, no,
2: in fact, USC immediately came out and said, no, we haven't canceled that game yet. We haven't canceled it. That's a rumor now. Will that happen? We don't know. Maybe USC will have to train and work out of Arizona. We, we don't know. Same with UCLA. Same with uh, Cal. I, I, All these things
0: either. are going to depend on, like, if the Yankees are playing the Dodgers in, in whatever 80-game season World Series, no one's going to want to put an asterisk beside it. If it's the White Sox versus the Rockies, people are going to frame it differently. That's, I agree. that's 100% what's going to happen. I don't know. I'm ready. If they want to play a game down the street, guys, and they're going to let 22,000 into the dome, I'll be there. I think. I think. Maybe not the first one. Well,
1: do you think I that would go. What, what, one of the hardest things is going to be for college football especially, and even if it is like all SEC schools, and maybe that's what the season is for them. Maybe they just play they play all the other SEC schools once, and they'll determine their like, winner, Like it way. used to be. Throwing yes, back the clock the way, the way I used to like things. And you might and even get that in, you, in the
0: big bowl games.
1: You might not even. You might even get that in baseball too, where like the American League just plays the American League, or maybe they have to restructure it where all the East Coast play, teams play the East Coast teams, and all the West Coast teams play the West Coast teams, just to make travel a bit more limited. Yeah. Maybe that's the way that we have to go about this if they actually do. Because the, the hardest thing is going to be because we're seeing this with like the Bundesliga, where if someone tests positive on a team, like that team forfeits games for two weeks. Like they don't want that. Yeah, to happen.
2: that's. R- we'll see if that actually comes to pass. I mean, the same with the UFC or baseball talked about it too. Like if one person gets sick, we're just going to quarantine that person and anyone else who tests positive. Yeah, but, that, but, not, but that's, so, not gonna allow but that's
1: so much easier to do in an individual sport like UFC or golf but, or NASCAR that, you can, the same that thing. you can, yeah, but I, the baseball can say whatever they want. These people are around all
2: of the other people. <laughs> I know. And, and very well, they'll, they'll get certain people sick, but they won't get everybody sick. And baseball is just, Because if your position is if one person catches coronavirus, the whole team is quarantined for two weeks, then you can never restart the season, right? If that is your parameters, if those are the rules, you basically can't restart anything because you're going to end up having to shut down. It's an inevitability. So you like, as much as, you know, maybe epidemiologically, that's the way to go. You can't have that position and have the sports come back. So you can't have that position if you're MLB. You just can't. That's going to be tough to sell to people. Very unless, tough. In, unless you have all of
1: the tests that you need. However, it worked with UFC, which is why UFC and golf yeah, are sort yeah, of yeah. like the guinea pigs. If I, this works. I, yeah, but, but that's a to, but I, I do feel like that is a totally separate situation. People can look at them because sports are sports. I think what happens over in Germany, and when you see these like larger team sports open up, is far more impactful on what's going to happen over here in terms of team sports. Because UFC and golf and NASCAR, like I said, you can bring tennis back too if you wanted. That's one person. It is an individual sport. You don't, Golf, yes, you're around the other people, but you're not really around the other people with UFC. Like, besides the weigh-ins, you're not around your opponent until you're in the fucking ring.
2: So, yeah, it's definitely not a one-to-one translation. So, I, I, so I, I don't
1: see. I, I don't think that one has anything to do with the other. To be perfectly well, the, only, the only thing that it does is gauge the optics of what happens if someone t- tests so positive. That's what
2: I was about to say. A- and and, and, and the
1: point. and the UFC has cleared that hurdle. They've shown yeah. that someone can test positive, they can remove them, they can bring someone else in, and as it turns out, no one. Gives a shit,
0: Pat. Yeah, yes. I had to sign my life away yesterday digitally, essentially, uh, to be able to golf at my club. They sent out a thing yesterday, they sent out a form. Uh, you know, I, yeah, in order to even be eligible to get a tea time, you have to, um, fill out the form, uh, agree to the terms and conditions, and by, by lack of a better way of explaining it i think we all signed our life away people like, we pe- cannot people always people hold always, them responsible pe- at all if it, you uh, acquire the sucker
1: people always say that about real world contracts uh like when you go in with mtv that once you sign on the dotted line essentially your entire life is signed away no matter what happens to you paul yes if he's looking for a uh, somebody to tee it up and sign their life away as well. Um, I'll be, I, I'm not going to be very, very busy the next three weeks with uh, Pat on paternity leave. So. Yeah, I'm hitting
0: the links yeah. tomorrow. Unfortunately. I'll,
1: I'll play golf. Paul's no, not Jewish, I'll so he can't play.
0: I'll get out there anyway. <laughs> At this place, though, uh, <laughs> in the new COVID rules, it, under phase one, there's, there's no guests allowed.
2: That's fair. Yeah, I don't think that's going to last long. I mean, I was going to say that golf has been like the game of golf, not the sport like the PGA. The game of golf has been struggling the last 10 years with a, a significant reduction of members and younger players. And in a world where team and organized sports and summer camps are probably done for one year, there is no activity other than maybe tennis that has an opportunity to sort of ignite a passion for the game in a generation of people that might never have really glommed onto it the way that golf is going to have. There are going to be people who golf this year who would have gone to summer camp or would golf this year instead of playing softball or baseball or basketball. And I think not only will that be good for memberships in the short term, I think this will be one of those silver linings to a terribly dark cloud that it will illuminate in people a love of golf that they would never otherwise have had.
1: Well, it, that kind of works one of two ways. Golf courses and clubs anyway. Like Jeff just said, at least phase one, they're not letting any new people in. So that's going to Depend- be tough. It's not true here. They're going to limit the... Hold these. on, though. Let's, can let's you, just, please just let me. That, can you just please let me finish?
0: It's a private club. Like. I, I, yeah. I, could you,
1: if I finish my point, maybe I'll have cleared some of this stuff up. Will that be okay?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> so we're going to have places where even at your place, Jeff, a private club that... You can't bring in outside guests. I'm pretty confident that we're going to see at most private clubs, like even if you're playing, I don't even know if they're going to allow foursomes to play. You're going to have one person per cart. You might not have all the facilities uh, open to everyone. So it's going to be limited on that basis, at least initially what Tim is saying, at least publicly in a lot of these places is that you're going to have more like Tim, do they have any restrictions on how many people you can play with at some of the public courses you're talking about?
2: At least not the ones I've, I've been looking at. No, Uh, there are the restrictions of one to a cart. Uh, no sand trap rakes uh, don't touch the flag or the hole but and you know facilities are are, are pared down and try to pay in advance but uh, no it's all it's all you know I don't even think they've even extended much of the tee times it's like go, go out and play stay six feet apart. So we have that, but if it's going to be
1: one person to a cart, most of these places do not have the proper equipment to facilitate everyone with one cart per person. They just don't have that many carts uh, to begin with to give one per person. So a lot of people are going to have to walk, which is great. More people probably should be walking. Use the push carts. Make sure that everything is sanitized down and good to go, just so we don't have to repeal back from this. But what you have to look for now is the golf courses are an – at an excellent opportunity to gouge anyone who wants to play. They have to resist that urge because that's just going to push people away who you're going to have this thing, like you said, Tim, where people will want to play golf who may have never got into the golf, into golf, and maybe they'll bring their kids or whatever like that. But if they either jack up the prices or don't make it easy for people to go play golf, they're not going to get any of those people. And that has always been golf's biggest problem.
2: Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen, there's been no price hikes at all. Prices were sort of set sort of almost before COVID sort of came into, into reality. So there's sort of, in many ways, clubs are committed to the prices they would have agreed at an AGM in late February. uh, I disagree. Not really. No, no, I
1: completely disagree too. Like memberships are going to be one thing. And I like Jeff, have you got any reimbursement of your membership for this year? Like prorated because you weren't allowed to play for the first two months? No, no chance. Yeah. That's not going to happen for private clubs. They're going to continue to charge what they have. But these, yeah. pub- if these public places, like, let's say you go to the course, whatever course you go play at, and it's, I don't know, 50 bucks to play today. If they're sold out every single day, that price is going up to like 85 next week. And they're gonna continue to gauge it like
2: that. I yeah. don't know. I, I mean, that would make, you know, in, in, a, in a sense of just, you know, we're automatons running an economic, uh, you know, and you had a bunch of accountants deciding probably. I don't know. I, I think that there's enough golf people who see the opportunity here that not cut off their nose despite their face.
1: Uh, the greed is too much. People are inherently greedy. And if they see a model where they can continue to rake and rake money, because they've just lost a whole bunch of money by not being open, that maybe that they, if they jack up the prices, they can recoup a little bit of that. Like, isn't that how this is going to work, Jeff?
0: If the T sheet stays full when they make it $15 more ahead, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. They'll try it. So you're absolutely right. I do agree with Tim, though, the premise of what he's saying. I've had some Twitter threads about this for the last couple of weeks. I think this is a good opportunity for the sport. You mentioned new people. I'm worried about my concern is like Miss Mandelbaum, who hasn't hit a ball in 14 <laughs> years, is now dusting off her clubs. And I'm yeah. waiting on the tee boxes. Miss Mandelbaum is hitting nine. yeah there should be some sort of there
1: should be some sort of like provision like house rules club rules where like look you can't look for your ball in the woods for more than two minutes like if you don't find it right away you gotta take a drop
0: but i just mean to that point as much as i'm like making a joke i do believe someone who might have tried the game or used to play is now like gonna get back into it as long as they didn't have a horrible experience because again I mean you know you got it's hard but if you're up there if you don't got kids in the house or, or you, you you can find the afternoon under these trying times I'm a golf guy so this comes with a bias and people could raise their nose at it that that can't stand the game but is there a better way to spend like four and a half hours right now like to just kill the day well oh my god but but you're right Pat that the the the, the tee sheets are They're more spread out. I think it's like 14 minute gaps and threesomes. And the only way you can cart together is if you live together. And in the UK, apparently the only way you can golf together is if you live together. And people are joking with me in my feed that them and a couple buddies are, you know, go give a couple, give a light smooch at the starter box.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that's what it takes to be able to play St. Andrews, I suppose. it's gonna be i i'm very curious to
1: see how it is and like i am too i
2: play tomorrow for the first time and i'm looking forward to seeing what this experience is like where where are you playing uh a place not too far away from here uh about 35 minutes away you're playing at oakfield no i wish i were but no i'm not Where, where are you playing it's a place called river oaks isn't
1: river oaks like nice
2: it's a perfectly fine course. Uh, it's not a high end course, but it's a really nice course. Uh, the last time I played there several years ago with a good friend of ours who had the best nine of his life, I think he came off at like 34, 33. And I mentioned to him that that was the best nine of golf I'd ever what do seen. Shoot? And he, 70? Took, <laughs> he took an 11 on the next hole.
1: Of course he and did. And he
2: never let me live it down. He yells at me every time.
1: Well, that's I, his fault. Yeah, no, that's
0: Tim's. Uh, come on, come on. That's you clear.
1: told
2: that's... him his score. Yeah, I was keeping... I usually do the... Oh, no!
0: And I, was I thought numbers. he was on the team
2: and I said, oh my god, Butts, you shot like 33 on the front. Uh, this mm. is the best round you've ever shot in your life. Uh, just because I was, I was hyped for him. And yeah, he took like an 11-10 hole. Yeah, that's he, your fault. And he wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the because,
0: round. Because... Yeah, that's... Yeah. No, no. You just don't want to be the guy that's like, oh my god, if I like, you know, shoot nine on the last two holes, I'll break my pb um but yeah no, you know you got to keep your mouth shut tim
2: well he didn't i don't take any responsibility i'm not the one who wasn't hitting the shots well, maybe sometimes you should take responsibility be it be a new look for you i'm anyway, excited I'm looking to walk forward to the it i got my clubs washed there. yesterday got my hat out got my gloves ready oh, my i'm looking forward to hitting the links tomorrow uh in style
0: i'm excited to walk
1: well, you, 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 to walk. you mentioned like, what could you do better for like, which, how would you rather spend four, four and a half hours? Like in general, and even right now, like golf is basically the only thing that you can go do where you can spend four hours
2: doing something. You can paddle, uh, canoe, stuff like that. Like
0: you could fish, you could hunt. But that That's also like, people are going to play. Like golf has this pace of play thing. That's already an issue. Now I feel like because life is at this, like, malaise, people are going to treat, like, their day at the golf course maybe in this malaise. Like, I understand there's no rash. I want you to do what they do, play respect the rules, but don't take your, like, I got zero to go home to attitude to, like how your pace, if that makes any sense. And I feel like that's going to be a pandemic on the course.
1: Yeah. That's the course pandemic. You got to (laughs) watch out for that.
2: Oh, what is the the, the JB Holmesing of the average course?
0: Yeah. What are they, Jeff,
1: what are they doing with the clubhouse and the driving range and everything like that? um, No clubhouse.
0: So you're pretty much only allowed on the premises, like a half hour before your tea time. You're not allowed in the clubhouse. I guess the range is open to you. If you have a tea time within the half hour, um and yeah you're not really you're not really encouraged to yeah be any be anywhere Um, like like, can
1: you buy food at the course like is the no
0: they've even said like bring your own like kind of bring bring your bring your own this is like one washroom will uh, yeah they're encouraging bring your own which is another part of like the golf industry Um, At least like on a public course level, like their beverage sales might not be what they're accustomed to. These courses are going to make every dollar back somehow. So I do worry that the opportunity to like take your son and introduce him to the game um, might not be as possible because you can't even like get to the range. Like even a, a range session could cost you a fortune now.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that where they're going to save a ton of money is sexual harassment lawsuits from the car girls <laughs> onto the club.
2: The other thing is, I mean, I, I can't speak to Toronto. I don't know. But around here anyway, most golf courses are like, even on nice Saturdays, are no more than like 60 to 70% full. So if they're 80 or 90% full, the money they're making from green fees will defray the cost. They're lo- losing on beverages in most cases.
0: we have a a limit on they've set a limit on how much you can play um and the tea sheet is also determined by like a points lottery here now at least at, at my club like you're you're allotted x amount of points you request your tea time however close you get to your tea time or on it will cost you like more points if you don't get a tea time at all Essentially, you have all your points, and then the next time you want a tee time, you'll have more points than anybody, so you'll have top priority. So
2: this is like fab. This is like fab for tee times.
0: It is kind of like fab, but you don't it's not fab in the sense of saying, like, I'm giving all my points for Saturday at 8 a.m. Right, yeah, like, fair you enough. You don't get to guess how many you have to give. You just request it, but if you get it, it will cost you a big majority of your points.
2: Fair enough. But you know what? I'm just so excited to golf. I don't care. The world can melt away for four and a half hours. I don't care.
0: Your what? hands will melt away in two gloves. Yeah,
2: no, he, you're gonna you're gonna have like the, the most badass hand tan of all time. in the last year or so i've switched over to the two glove approach and i have to say i will never go back
1: (laughs) well i mean he was inspired by his personal hero jeff tommy two gloves ganey no no (laughs) phil particularly in bad weather phil always this isn't bad weather it's like a hot sunny day and you're wearing two gloves the only other guy who does that is tommy ganey also loves
2: hookers (laughs) no a lot of people are switching over to the two gloves they are not switching (laughs) over to the two gloves I, I, and I like to wear like the, the, the weather gloves too. I, I think they give you a better feel for, for the club and I don't know. It makes you look cool too. I don't know. <laughs> that is uh, objectively untrue when it comes down to it. All I
1: hope is that this new reinvigorated love of golf, I hope it doesn't get too big, Tim. So we were talking about memberships for next year and
2: I don't want them to go up at that place where we were looking. I don't think they will. Not, I, I, as much as an invigoration of love for golf will, Memberships at private clubs, I don't think you're going to see I would like
0: to say, Pat, you're probably in the clear. Uh, I would say golf, private golf club membership as an industry is in trouble. It's been for a couple years. I think this will only make it worse. I agree with that. The amount of people... That, you know, can get in them. I'm, you know, as my uncle would call me, like, you know, like, uh, there's only, how do you put this? There's only so many, like, kids of, whose dads had wicked jobs, like, left to fill the clubs. And they don't make money off people <laughs> like me. Uh, like, there's not a lot of young people that have that, lick, like, that disposable money like there used to be in, in the past. right? Well, spe- especially especially right now. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, yeah you not, might get a good rate next. What summer. Jeff
2: is trying to say is, there's not as much old money anymore as, as when he grew up.
0: No, I don't. Oh, when I grew up, no, I just mean like <laughs> the. Not everyone can I be an I,
2: aristocrat. I get it.
0: Yeah, I think I said it properly, but now you're you making did. me. You, down you,
2: my you did. I'm just. This, this is a Jeff too rich situation. You All right. Well, yeah, Ge- in
0: Ge- this case, it is. Uh, Ge- yeah. Jeff
1: is a real East Egg type.
2: We got. We got I nothing. Don't
0: we got I it. don't know. I get. I, I get I no sympathy
1: laugh from Tim on that.
0: <laughs> maybe he laughed so hard uh, how how is. how
1: is that not like something that makes you break down like you're like there's no more wheelhouse joke than that
2: <laughs> wow, wow <I'm laughs> feeling left out on my own on this one <laughs> i wonder how many people even anyway people have read gatsby they get that i well i here's the weird part is i think i have i've like
1: everyone has to read gatsby in high school don't they no, well, yeah. not everyone. Most yeah, I people think so. I mean
0: it was required In reading. Canada. In Canada I think it's probably yeah. I thought I thought yeah, it was
1: required well, reading across the board.
2: It should be. But I mean, God knows what's required reading these days.
1: Well, I mean, I've also listened to it on audiobook, too. When I used to walk to work, I was like, I haven't thought about The Great Gatsby in a while. I'll download the audiobook and listen to it on my way to work. That was, uh, that was the last time I, quote-unquote,
2: read The Great Gatsby.
1: It was like three yeah, years
0: but ago. but now there's a Leonardo DiCaprio version.
1: Yeah, not a great version, by the way. Not a great movie. <laughs>
2: I looked forward to that movie so badly. Because, I mean, I'm a big fan of Baz Luhrmann. I think what he does with cuts and pans, I think, is really, like, revolutionary. But I did not particularly care for that film. What are your other favorite Baz Luhrmann movies? Uh, Romeo plus Juliet, for example, was one of my all-time favorites. I think that that, when you think about just the way that Shakespeare has been portrayed in the past, I think that is up there with his all-time greats. Yeah,
1: well, the best Baz Luhrmann movie, Far and Away, is Moulin Rouge, which is the best. Moulin Rouge is excellent. Which is the best best version of what you're taught, like the hyper-empty. It's basically a music video, like edit. That's what he gives his cuts. It hasn't really worked since. Moulin Rouge, though, is the thing for him.
2: Eh, whatever. Like, I, I'm not as critical of him as, as I guess you were. I'm not, like, critical of it. It's just that style didn't, like, when...
1: He didn't really use it in the movie Australia, but that movie was just terrible. And, like, and uh, Great Gatsby was terrible. So, you know, it's been a bad luck since getting his... Uh, I don't think he got a Best Director nomination that year either. Like, it was...
2: I think, I think that's right.
1: That was 2001. Yeah. That was the year that...
2: The beautiful so- mind won.
1: Did Soderbergh? No, wasn't that two was that the beautiful mind year or was that the Gladiator year?
2: No, Gladiator was two thousand.
1: So that would have been did Ron Howard win for a beautiful mind, or was that Ang, I- Ang Lee won for no, that was the Brokeback mountain no. year when crashed. No, I started.
2: think that I think that Ron I'm I'm going off. I should I really should effort this. I think that Ron Howard won that that Oscar. But uh let's see two thousand and one Academy Awards. Let's see. Baz Luhrmann was not nominated for Best Director.
1: There you have it. The year that he ended up, uh, no, in two thousand one. So yeah, I guess Ron Howard would have won.
2: He Feel did it? win. Yeah, he did. He did win. Oh, and see, that's the year Ridley Scott didn't win, and he definitely should have for Black Hawk Down.
1: Yeah, and he did not win the year before for Gladiator. Uh, Soderbergh won for Traffic. I want to say.
2: Yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. So uh, Rid- Ridley Scott should have won that year too. Soderbergh was nominated twice. Yeah, that night. was that was the
1: thing. Soderbergh just had so Brockovich much... and Traffic, yeah. And Ridley Scott what never... Was the other one? Aaron Brockovich and Traffic.
2: Yeah, but it should have been Ridley Scott. I mean, I like Ridley Scott a lot, and I don't think he's gotten his his uh, adequate due sometimes. Yeah,
1: I mean, you have Gladiator, you have Black Hawk Down. Those are probably his two, two... Yeah, I mean, then you have Aliens and Total... And uh, Blade, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Like, Blade Runner and Alien. Alien, not Aliens. Aliens is James Cameron. Uh, Alien. He Those, like... made the... He made that, uh, the Apple, that very famous Apple commercial too, if memory serves. Yeah, you don't win Oscars for that. You only win Cleos for directing commercials.
2: <laughs> Remember when
1: Don Draper and Peggy won a
2: bunch of Cleos? Yes, I do. And he, what else did he make? Did he make The Martian? Because that's a fantastic movie. He, he did make The Martian. That's that, I loved that movie. Loved, 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 of all the space movies other than Inception. But that's because, or not Inception. In- Inception though. isn't uh, a space movie. No, no, I didn't mean to say Inception. I meant to say uh, the, uh, the, the, the christopher nolan one uh
0: with sandra bullock and
2: no that's that's uh gravity that's Quaron. uh interstellar interstellar is a a, a, you know apart from the other ones but of the recent space movies i love the martian just i absolutely adored it you really like that last uh star wars movie that's a space movie oh yeah that what 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 a fantastic film
1: that was let's see what else did really scott do thelman louise he did prometheus which i really liked which you didn't
2: that was one of the worst movies of the last 10 years and i am not joking when i say that that movie was such trash i really enjoyed it um also he did american
1: gangster with russell crowe and denzel yeah which was uh it was all right it was a fun watch in theaters i don't think i'd ever watch it again
2: Anyway, he hasn't won an Academy Award. He probably should have won an Academy Award by now. He's a really good director. I'm going to say he's probably at this point in
1: time, he's probably not going to win. It. I think he's like 85.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, Clint's still out there pumping out movies at his age. You <laughs> one take Clint. <laughs> well, he wasn't he just nominated for an Academy Award last year for Best Director? No. Or two years ago? Like it wasn't that long
0: ago.
1: When was the last time that he, I think the last time he got a
2: directing nominee? Maybe it was
1: probably for that. Uh,
0: Gran Torino?
1: No, he he, no, I, I, no. he got he got acting for Gran Torino, didn't he? Like a nomination? I think so. Uh the one with Bradley Cooper, American Sniper. Was that the last one? He wasn't nominated for Richard Jewell? No. Richard, Richard Jewell is not good, by the way. <laughs> like it's a really Sully? it's a really bad movie. For Sully? Sully's also
2: like not a good movie. Yeah, but he's not he's in the business of making effective movies, not like like beautiful films, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's in the he's in the
1: business of efficiency, like you know, the man's like nine hundred years old, and he's directed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen movies since two thousand, <laughs> and
2: many, many of them are good.
1: No, most of them aren't good. That's the that's the thing with Clint Eastwood's entire career. When you go back and look at it, you remember the really good ones. You don't remember the uh, like random shit that he does.
2: Oh, I see. I do like the the move the fifteen seventy to Paris, for example, stuff like that. I liked those movies. All right, All I right. like Clint Eastwood stuff though. By and large, I'm not as critical as you are. I think he's actually a pretty good filmmaker. He's he's a he's a very quality
1: filmmaker, and he has high highs. But he's like he's a lot. He's not like Woody Allen when it comes to it. But in terms of like bulk production, like he just has so many misses that you forget about them.
2: Yeah, fair. I, I just think he also makes his movie for the masses too. He's he's not consumed with sort of like auteur tour uh, ideas of how the perfect picture ought to be made. No he's not, but he
1: very rarely makes like incredibly popular movies that that's again like he made yeah, like. True. American Sniper was like a standout hit, and no one saw that coming.
2: That's true. and the back-to-back movies that he made about World War II which were, no were, were, which great. no one saw. <laughs> I think the Flags of Our Fathers people saw. I don't know if the Letters from Iwo Jima people saw. People did not see Letters from Iwo Jima. That did very poorly. No, I, I agree. Country. I don't think they did see that, but I think they did see Flags of Our Fathers.
1: Flags of Our Fathers. I'm actually curious. I don't think that they did, but I could be misremembering that. I actually liked Letters from Iwo Jima, is actually a really good movie. It's that, the better of the two. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Uh, $65 million it made. All right. It was good so. for like 70th that year.
2: Yeah, I bet. I, I bet you it was run on a shoestring budget, and he came in under budget too. Maybe, like, it, put it this
1: way: it didn't make as much money as Nicolas Cage's Wind Talkers, directed by John. Woo. <laughs>
2: Lord. so we've gotten sidetracked here again. By yeah, movies, but
1: I so uh, let's talk about just before any Jeff. You mentioned something about the NHL. I'm curious to hear what this is. Are they canceling it forever? Because I'm good. <laughs>
2: Oh, Jeff left. Okay. Um, I'm more upset they've canceled the Hockey World Cup this year. They didn't cancel
0: it. it? Although you would love if they did cancel it. Um, No, there's just been a lot of talk that even if they're still in season or in a playoff, they're going to run their draft as is um, with like an order that they've predetermined, but it won't be a full lottery. Or if they cancel the season, they're going to have a draft that won't include a lottery and people are saying that's not fair. And I found that humorous because like, there's clearly teams that suck that should just get the top picks, but by and large, they just love seeing, they were just uh, like drafts, just get attention, even if there's no games happening. So you just run them unless you want to be the loser MLB that turns their 40 round draft into a five round draft and probably turns kids off the sport
1: feel like a lot of people have just been turned a lot of kids have been turned off of baseball just in general
0: yeah i i can't um uh, there's no disputing that but if you make yeah, it, if only you they could. Some,
2: if only the teams could like switch to logos with cool maple leaf tattoos on their arms and they could really capture kids attention
0: i like that t-bird you're trying to like get real sidetracked here but that joke jay's logo i don't know i didn't hate it like most i don't think it's like should be in their standard but That's all.
1: Like, do you think that we see the NHL come back? Like, I I think that the NBA has so much more to lose by not coming back, like the revenue, but like, what the hell is hockey coming back for? They already lose money.
0: The NHL actually might have the most, is probably the most screwed. It's the one that's the most um, gate-driven. It's the one where the player salaries are directly tied to league revenues. Uh, it might be the one that actually has the most incentive to return, but to yeah, your point, no. Matt, but but we if you should it, focus on next year and starting a normal season,
1: if they're so gate driven versus the other sports, they're not going to have fans. So what's the point?
0: Yeah, I guess I I I listen. I I, I don't disagree. I'm really curious to see how the NHL and N- MLB decide to play this thing out. At listen, least so we're the, we're lucky. The, the, we're lucky as football fans that even if football gets like delayed a month, we're just going to have the Super Bowl at the end of February, like the season we're going to get our 16 game NFL season. I'm pretty freaking confident about
2: it. Yeah. That. Well, listen, the Bruins and the Celtics, he said real chances to win the championship in both leagues. So I, I don't mind if they just cancel these seasons and start fresh whenever they have a chance.
0: Well, to that point you were talking about, will the champions be, be tarnished and whatnot. And, I know Shaq made some public comments saying this. You cancel the season. No one wants like this Foss title that will be asterisked. And there's a nice piece by Arash Marchese in the LA Times saying there's no way. And I, this goes back to my Dodgers, Yankees thing. Like if the Lakers win, no one's going to asterisk it. But there's no way like what these teams will have to overcome to win the title, you could argue um, is worth asterisk it in a positive way, like in how great that team is. Like, he used the Lakers as an example. If they did overcome this and won a title, a year of a pandemic, a year with, like, the tragic passing of of Kobe midseason, how could you put an asterisk beside that? How would that feel like that wasn't deserved, right?
2: Because it's an opportunity to take a whack at LeBron, which a lot of people like to do.